In Vineyard Kids this term, we have been exploring the topic of God's kingdom, God's now and not yet kingdom, and thinking about God's purpose for our lives. Um, We've been thinking about people in the Bible and how they lived in friendship with God and how God used them to bring his kingdom. And today, that's what I want us to think about all together as a church family. Um, The kingdom of God is a huge topic, and it runs right through the story of the Bible. And at the beginning and at the end... It's quite easy to understand, but in the middle, it gets a bit complicated. So, in the beginning, over here, we have the Garden of Eden, made by the kids last week. And this is the beginning of God's story, found right at the beginning of the Bible. And God made the world, and he said it was good, 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 he said it was good. And then... People are special, and people are made in God's image, and people are made to be friends with God and live here. And once God made people, he said the world was very good. And this is what we are designed for, living here in this perfect world, to live forever, friends with each other and friends with God. Um, So this is what God's kingdom looks like at the very beginning of the Bible. God's people are living with him as king and obeying him and in perfect relationship with him. They walk with God in the garden and in perfect relationship with each other. Um, And it's it's an easy life. The garden's laid out beautifully for them. God's provided for all their needs. Um, And isn't that what our hearts long for? To live there where relationships are easy, it's easy to relate to God. The world still works brilliantly. We don't have to work to feed ourselves. Um, That's what we were made for. But we live here on the stage. And it's a beautiful world, and it's still full of trees and flowers and amazing animals and beautiful people. It looks a lot like the Garden of Eden, but it's not perfect anymore. Because we know straight after that bit in the Bible where God created the world, we come to Adam and Eve. And people decide not to obey God and to turn away from him. And God says, the world is broken now. You can't live here forever. And he sends them away from the perfect garden. So we live here where it's beautiful, but it's messy. And it's not forever anymore. People live here and then they die. And it's beautiful, but it's broken. But the good news is that this isn't the end. God's always had a plan to restore his kingdom and to fix our world and our relationship with him so we can be friends with him again and friends with each other again. So the very end of the Bible tells us how God's story ends. And because Jesus died, because he rose again, we will live here, right over this side of the stage. And the Bible uses lots of imagery to tell us about heaven. And one of the images it uses is a city. So we built our city here, the new heavens and the new earth. And it says in Revelation, Then I saw the new heaven and the new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne, which is Jesus, saying, Behold, God's dwelling place is with people, and he will dwell with them, and, he will, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. We'll be friends again with God and live in relationship again with God in heaven. He will wipe every tear away from their eyes. 
and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying or pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. So this is God's kingdom at the end of time. God's people living with God as our friend and king. And all this mess will be cleaned up. There'll be no more crying, no more death. It will be very good again, and it will be forever. But we live here, in the beautiful but broken world, waiting for Jesus to come again and put everything right. So what does the kingdom of God look like here? And this is a bit harder to understand, and actually it's the vast majority of the Bible between the very beginning and the very end. It's about people living in these times, the broken times. The whole world is not God's kingdom at the moment. Not everyone recognizes God as king and obeys his commands. And the world is broken, the natural order is broken, but we do still see patches of God's kingdom in this world. Um, I love the way the Bible describes the state of the world um, exactly as we see it, that it's broken and it's longing to be made new. And that is a reflection of our everyday experience. Every week in Vineyard Kids, we spend some time catching up together. Kids, can you show the parents how we do catch-up time, please? You might have to stick your arms high in the air. Oh, there's a few thumbs. Oh, there's a sideways. Yeah. So we just use our thumbs to show what kind of a week we've had. Super duper, super stinky, bit of both, somewhere in the middle. And then we have a chance to chat together and share about why that is. And you know what? Very often my week looks like this. Because that is the reality of life. It's beautiful and it's messy. And it's the same for the kids, except they get invited to a lot more birthday parties than I do. (laughs) But they have things that are wonderful in their lives and that they celebrate, and they have things that are sad and they're hard, and we love to pray for those things together, because that's what church does. We celebrate together with each other, and when things are hard, we stand with each other and we pray together. Um, Throughout the Old Testament, we see great examples of kingdom bringers, people who love and obey God. We've been learning in your kids about Moses, who was sent by God to rescue God's people from Egypt and bring them to the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey, a land that was going to be easy again and looks a bit like these two. Um, God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, the law, those long, hard books of the Bible, where the, the, kind of the headline is, this is how to live well. This is how to live in God's kingdom. This is how to live well in relationship with God and in relationship with each other. Don't steal, don't kill, don't covet, don't commit adultery. The law tells us what it looks like to live in God's kingdom. And as we read through the Bible, we see great examples of men and women who follow God. Prophets, kings, judges, ordinary people who remind people about God's law, who obey him, and who see God's kingdom break in that it looks like people living well and living in relationship. But it's not perfect, and actually it never lasts for very long before we're back to the problem of Adam and Eve and people wanting to do things their own way. So it's into this story that Jesus steps. He comes into our messy world and shows us what it's like to live perfectly, loving God and other people. And he obviously thought the kingdom of God was a really important topic because he went on and on about it. Um, And he gave kind of word pictures. He said, it's like a mustard seed that grows into a great tree. It's like the very best treasure. And he said puzzling things like, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. 
Turn around, turn back to God, because God's kingdom is here. It's come near. Um, that's a bit puzzling. What, it's here already? What does that mean? When the new heavens and the new earth come, we will definitely not miss it. But Jesus said it's already here, and it came with him as he was doing the stuff of the kingdom. And this is where we come to a bit of theology, which is a real favorite of the vineyard movement. God's kingdom is already here, but it's not yet here. It came here with Jesus' earthly mission, but it won't come fully until he comes again. And he brings the new heavens and the new earth, and he makes everything new. And we live here in the already, but in our broken world. And Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. So this is why we've been trying to work out in Vineyard Kids what it means to live here and to be a kingdom bringer. And I think Jesus was definitely the top kingdom bringer. So what does it look like to be a kingdom bringer when Jesus is around? I hope you like my scroll. We see at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, Jesus stands up in the temple and he reads his mission statement. He reads from the Old Testament and he says this, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. He quotes from Isaiah. And then he says, Today you have seen this fulfilled. This is my mission. This is what I'm here for. And Jesus shows us that in his ministry, doesn't he? He goes around proclaiming the good news, teaching people, teaching the people what the kingdom is like. And he just dem demonstrates his authority with miracles. And we see the kingdom breaking in. I'm coming over here to steal some bits of heaven. Because when Jesus feeds the 5,000, a little bit of heaven is breaking through into the now. When he um, turns water into wine, he's kind of borrowing from the feasting of heaven and bringing it into the now. As he calms the storm, he's showing us what it's like when he is king over the whole earth and the ho even the physical world will be restored. And every time he heals somebody, we see the kingdom breaking into their bodies, that no more sickness, no more death, breaking into their bodies. That's what it's like when the kingdom breaks through in Jesus' ministry. And I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that this should be our mission statement too. And this should be our way of working. Because Jesus didn't just do it, he told his disciples to do it as well. And as we go about our lives, we can, as we work out where to proclaim the good news, sometimes we reach into heaven and we bring God's kingdom into the now. When we pray for healing, sometimes we reach into heaven and bring God's kingdom, no more pain, into the now. When we pray with somebody who is brokenhearted and we walk alongside them, we can start to see lives restored. And it's never perfect again. There are always scars, but we can see relationships restored. 
There's another one somewhere, but I think a child's got it. Um, <laughs> um, we start to see God's kingdom breaking in. And what we'll see fully there, coming into our world, restoration, God's kingdom breaking through. As I was preparing this talk, I saw a Facebook post from one of the churches in Northern Ireland, and I'm just going to read it to you. It said, a couple of Sundays ago, our kids and young people lead, led in all areas from car parks to refreshments, welcome to ministry time, AV to sharing on stage, which sounds a lot like today. Um, and I heard about an older lady who received prayer from some of the kiddos after the service who had gone to hospital on the Thursday after that Sunday to have a checkup on her angina. After the blood test, the doctor asked the lady why she was there, as her heart was in better condition than the doctor's. She no longer had angina, praise the Lord. And isn't it amazing to hear stories of God's kingdom breaking through? And I love it when I hear the stories of God's kingdoms breaking through through the children. We know it's not about us when we pray, it's all about God, and the kids can do it just as well as any of you lot, if not better, perhaps. Um, and as we hear those stories, it encourages us to remember what it is that God, this is what God does, and we get to be part of it if we're prepared to take risks. And sometimes that risk is coming forward and saying, pray for me, and sometimes it's the person praying. Sometimes it's speaking to people when you don't want to, it's being kind to somebody when you'd really rather kind of walk on by. But we still live here. We see amazing glimpses of God's kingdom breaking through, amazing answers to our prayers and demonstrations of God's power, but we don't live there in God's kingdom. It's still not yet in so many areas of our lives. And here can be a messy place to be. And it can be confusing when God answers some prayers, but doesn't seem to answer others. So I saw this. Me, Harry Potter can use magic to fix his glasses. Six-year-old, why doesn't he use magic to fix his eyes? <laughs> Me, questions everything I know. <laughs> um, I haven't read Harry Potter for about 20 years, um, but apparently, if you Google it, there are good reasons in the Harry Potter universe why he can't use music to, uh, magic to fix, fix his eyes. Um, but I think somehow this is how we feel about God intervening in our world, isn't it? I shared recently with the kids about how God answered prayers for me to have a dentist appointment, to have a filling in a tooth that was causing me pain. Um, and the dentist said I would have to wait six weeks to actually have the work done. And I was not very happy about that. <laughs> um, and in fact, I came in to church and I told some of the staff here, because they were asking, and they said, let's, let's pray. Um, in fact, I said to James Cheeks, and he said, so we'll pray for an earlier appointment. And I said, yes, like tomorrow. Um, and he said, okay, right, I'll pray that. Um, and then the very next day... They called me, because there'd been a cancellation, to say, come today. And normally that would be difficult for me, because I home-educate the children, I'd need to organise childcare and things, but actually it was a working day, I happened to be five minutes around the corner just before the appointment, and it all just worked together. And I was amazingly thankful to God for that appointment. But it's a strange place to live, where God miraculously answers prayers for a dentist appointment, and I still had to sit 40 minutes in the chair to have the filling, um, but I know that in my own life, there are some much bigger prayers that still seem to go unanswered. More important than the amazing signs and wonders we can experience as we walk with Jesus is the fact that we walk with Jesus. I don't know why he doesn't answer all our prayers, but I know that he will never leave me and that he provides strength and grace to deal with the difficult situations that are just part of living here in the broken world. Um, God doesn't want us to hang around here, though, minding our own business. 
waiting to go to heaven. He wants us to be minding his business and bringing his kingdom here. He doesn't want the fact that some prayers go unanswered to stop us asking for his kingdom to break through into our lives and those of our family and friends now. If we're wondering what God's purpose is for our lives, the headlines are made clear in the Bible. Love God, love other people, and then he commissioned us, go and tell other people to do the same. God has a purpose for us. He has things for us to do. And sometimes God's kingdom on earth doesn't look like a miracle. It looks like God's friends obeying him and doing what he taught us. It looks like God's friends being kind to people. God's friends working hard to mend different, difficult relationships. God's friends standing up to the bully in the school or in the workplace and speaking truth. It looks like God's people looking after our physical world. And it looks like God's people praying for God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. I think it's really important for us, whatever stage of life we're at, that we know we're called not just to be Jesus' friend, but we have a role to play in extending his kingdom. Jesus invites us to be part of his family, but also his army. And as we grow in our ability to catch from God, which is what we call the prophetic when we're in with the kids, as we learn to know God better, to obey him better, to pray for each other, to speak out against unfairness, it's not just for our own relationship with God and because it pleases him, but also because these are powerful weapons in extending his kingdom. My prayer for the children in this church and for all of us is that as we go through life and face challenges, it's not only that we know that God loves us and is with us, not only that we obey Jesus and we're living life the way that we're designed for, but we know that we are part of God's rescue plan for the world. God's kingdom is breaking through into our current age, and we get to be a part of it if we make ourselves available. And I think this is a much more compelling and a truer vision of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus than just waiting for heaven when we die.